to Stargirl Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 6, Summer School, Chapter 6. This might be the last episode title with Summer School in it. Maybe? No, no I think we have one more. Wrong. We have at least one more. Okay. Well, never mind. This is Angie, who's getting episode titles wrong left and right. And with me, of course, is Lizzie, and we have a special guest today, Andy B. What, what, what up, Star Star Ladies? How you doing? What up, what up, what up? I like that. Let's call us that from now on. Uh, You're welcome. That's what I do. I just swing in for a cameo, just like listen. Here's your here's your terminology, and then I'm gone. Right, we're not star girls on this podcast because we're older than that. We are star ladies. No, I don't. Don't you don't look a day over older than twenty nine? Oh, you're so sweet. Uh, well, we are twenty nine. Let's leave yeah. it at that. Yeah, I'm glad that that my camera's on for you to see this very youthful glow that I have. I'm and looking at your background I... right now. At all the comic, is it comic <laughs> art? What am I looking at? Uh, oh, my behind me. Hmm. Yeah, so where I record from, because this isn't a video podcast, uh, is my home office, and I have some fan art that you can see. So I have Karen Hallian's She Series. Where's my Karen Hallian's She Series? There's a picture of Ray, um, Shira, Peggy Carter, more Star Wars. Just you know, this stuff I like. I actually do need some Star Girl art. I feel. Right. I, I I was thinking about that too. I saw some art that I really like. Um, but I don't I don't I feel like it's all it'll it's all starting to pop up now. Maybe because we have more characters getting involved and a lot more things, which is a nice segue into a lot happened this episode. A lot. Yeah, where do we want to start? Um, I mean we can start sort of I, maybe let's focus on the ISA first because they all went for it at the beginning of the episode. Isaac did his creepy thing with Yolanda, which, come on, Isaac, bringing up the nudes, that, that was a low blow. Like, of all the things these kids did this episode, Isaac might have made me angriest with that. I was like, okay, if you are the first to go, I won't be sad. <laughs> and then you weren't. And then I wasn't. <laughs> oh, that was convenient. I mean, is anyone gonna miss Isaac? Really, Andy? I mean, I I don't think he's necessarily gone. I think that that when it comes to you know bodies just disappearing into literal dust or air or I oh I said dust. I'm sorry, Marvel fans. Uh, but well, you know when they just vanish and just you know become energy we we don't say the d word here uh then you know i think anything is possible because you know i know because I, I think there's gonna be a more focus on the legacy next season or whatever and so on and um, but yeah like he was just like when he came in and yolanda's like you know can i take your order what do you want and he's like all that angsty i'm like man go away and come back in a few episodes or whatever um but no, also, like, don't come back. He's the least interesting of the ISA kids. Like, you can, like, forget about him. Like, I know this is a comic book um, show, and then he's likely to come back, but I don't want him to. Like, I don't care enough. Yeah, there's no real reason for him to have any kind of redemption either. Like, No, I don't, I don't want him to redeem. I want him to be baddie, baddie, baddie. Like, you know, listen, like, I've never seen a violin 
in an action scene. I mean, we had something on the flash, but we never like this was just like I'm like, how do I learn to play the violin and where can I get that one because that's powerful. I don't know. I think you're kind of lame, Isaac, and I won't miss you. And if we have to bring someone who's we don't think is coming back back, I will like let's bring Henry Jr. Henry Jr. And we, we don't want Brainwave here. We just want the kid. Okay? Let's make this very clear. Uh, and we're probably never getting Henry Jr. again because we want him. That that is the way it is. That's uh, just our luck. Right. But yeah, I think Isaac was kind of lame. What were you gonna say, Angie? I actually don't remember. See, this is this is just my brain now. I'm sorry. <laughs> you agree with me about Isaac being lame, and you know what? Almost... When in doubt, just assume that I'm always agreeing with what Lizzie says. I think that's a fair thing to say about this podcast. Um, but well, we started with Isaac and, and Yolanda, and then we moved on to Artemis and Beth. And then, like a weird, like they were picking, trying to pick up the kids one by one, and no one went for break because. Rick was busy, I don't know, feeding Randy or whatever it is that he does all day when he's not <laughs> being Beth's emotional support. Did you notice that Beth was calling Rick, like, I need to talk? It's like, it, this is a thing now. Like, her first call is Rick. That's so, a big deal, okay? Because, first of all, does that generation even call people? Right. Period. Secondly, that's your first call. You know, those, <laughs> the, like, first person on my, like, you know, like your favorite contacts or whatever. Let's see how telling this is. So it's my husband and then my dad. <laughs> Those are the only people I call. Uh, same, same list, uh, except it's my mom. So like, and then the third one's my sister. So it's not like you call your friends, you text them. So says a lot about Rick and Beth. Um, and Artemis was kind of me. Well, I mean, we, we sort of expected that. But like I, I feel, I feel very protective of Beth now. Even though her parents are like fine, her dad sort of like pretended to care. I'm not buying it still. Like this whole thing where he's like, "I'm not that bad." I, no, 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 no. You bad parent. Um, but the kids are sort of. They had to set up like one of them against the other. They it didn't. They didn't have camera to set up against Rick, but I assume that's coming. Now that they set it up like this, I was like, oh, Rick has a lot of, like, he wants to fight camera. Mm, yeah, it's also like this whole jock versus nerd thing. I was like, is this an 80s movie? Like, is this really where we're going with this? Like, I thought we moved beyond this, but I did like the turn that Artemis makes later especially with um when she's like oh about Pat that's my dad's friend so we're not killing him let's just like peace out and I was like hmm so this further proves Lizzie's theory from like what four episodes ago that Artemis is the one who could potentially like go back to the good side or at least work in like a middle ground did you flag that too Right, yeah, and I, I think it's, we, we talked about what, what could be the reason for the parents to come back in season three. 
So I, it's sort of got to be like that. It would make no sense for Artemis to stay evil if the parents are coming back for season three. At least that's what Andy and I have been speculating on. What do you think, Andy? You're saying Andy or Angie? Andy. Andy. Okay, sorry. No, sorry. I mean, my hearing is. It's, I'm old. I'm getting old. I'm <laughs> my purchase in less than a month, but I'm. I hate it. Uh, I am. Um, no, I mean, I'm also so surprised that they're being full time cast members next season, uh, which I ho- hope means that Stella Smith will be back full time. Because listen, Armas Crooked Night. We go way back. Like Jung Justice was the first show I like professionally ever reviewed and Artemis was one of my favorite characters of all time so and now that we actually have a really good Artemis uh, unlike Arrow that just decided to be like let's just do everything opposite of Artemis and but let's just use her name and and uh, and I love Artemis so like on this show so I I'm I'm hoping that she might turn to the good side, maybe join the JSA, or at least because I like I love antihero, and Artemis is on that edge of between light and dark, and um, yeah, you know, more Artemis th- the better. So I I think she, you know, I think we might see some surprising things with her later this season or for season three. Who knows? Yeah, we we have a couple of characters on the on the path to maybe be an anti-heroes because they keep setting off Cameron. Like, mm-hmm. Courtney, you said you were going to go talk to the boy, but you never have time. You know that's going to end badly. She keeps me like, next time, next time, next time is going to be what? Chapter, episode 13? Summer school chapter 13? Like, Courtney. Like, and I really, I really like the the Courtney and Pat moments in this episode. We I don't think we've gotten enough of that this season, which is what's one of our favorite things in season one. But I still think she the way she's been treating Cameron and she's not doing it maliciously. There's not a malicious bone in Courtney's body. But it's gonna cause trouble. Um especially in the setup Angie mentioned earlier uh the 80s kind of theme with Artemis and Pat. Like I, I feel like a lot of the season has had this 80s kind of vibe to it. The music, visually, the scary parts. Um, so I guess they're just following that theme. Um, and in 80s movies, kids are not like that smart. Like, they all make the dumbest decisions. Maybe I'm just old now. But also in the 80s, oh, they, they actually called each other, right? So, like, the way that Beth is calling Rick, Courtney, give freaking Cameron a phone call. How long does it take? to pick up the phone how long does it take to kiss this boy who likes you i'm still not over that i'm still very angry about it and because you're just gonna make him like when you leave him when you don't kiss the boy you leave him alone with his thoughts and what is he thinking right now why do bad things keep happening to good people in this town if that doesn't sound like something that could potentially turn him in either like direction because it could either turn him to be evil or he can get so pissed off about it that he could join the good guys but courtney don't you want to make him go good more so than evil let's get in there no one seems to be thinking that cameron's a problem which is surprising considering who his dad was and that they killed his dad everyone was very casual about cameron like oh yeah nice kid courtney's got a crush on him by it's like no one's like where's the like even pat that that scene where Cameron shows up, Pat is more like oh awkward teenagers and let's focus on Eclipso. And I get it, Pat's probably like Eclipso is a big thing, so Pat's got bigger things to worry about. 
But I think they should just like take a moment to note that Cameron could be a problem long term if they don't do something about Cameron now. Um, and the only person who's been close to doing something about Cameron has been Rick and not something good. I also wonder if the reason they haven't kissed is because maybe at this point in the production, that the, the pandemic protocols was intact. Because, like, for example, on Flash's season, Barry and Iris didn't even kiss until like the season finale, uh, because at that point, by April, they had been vaccinated or whatever, and so on. So it could be like practically they can, but then for some reason, like, why are they teasing this? Is it because he's going to become evil, or is it because something okay. else? I just watched the last season of Lucifer and I know when they filmed. So don't tell me they can't kiss because I watched the last season of Lucifer. Well, well remember, Flash films, you know, I mean, it depends on where they're filming because Flash is in Canada. So maybe they had their, you know, maybe the vaccine didn't get there until whenever. Lucifer is, well, it's LA. Oh my God, why? <laughs> the show is set in LA and it's filmed in LA. How did I not realize that? Um, I'm still emotionally wrecked from I, I just just saw the series finale last night and I'm feeling right. things yeah let's not spoil people on that but um, there was a lot of kissing on that so I mean like you, you need to tell me that another victim of this pandemic is kissing in shows right so like I, I mean Courtney could have just kissed the boy. It would have saved a lot of trouble. And the thing is, she wants to kiss the boy. We're not asking her to do something she doesn't want. She wants exactly. to kiss the boy. So Courtney, just do what you want. Um, and then now she's going to be more distracted because Eclipso, and then you know everything, and then the staff, and Pat. Um, but we can go back to the Pat and Courtney moments because, uh, and Barbara, like, I, I think they've done a really good job of integrating the family, even Mike had a really good moment. Um, but when Mike is missing uh, and uh, Barbara and Courtney are in the hospital uh, in Pat's lying there, and that was such a beautiful moment. It really was because for once, Everyone was saying Courtney, yes, right? Mom was saying Courtney, yes, go be Stargirl. When for this entire series, the parents usually are just like Courtney, no, Courtney, be careful. And she was like, Courtney, yes, you go be Stargirl, kick that girl's ass, honey. That's literally what she said, so I can say it. Kick that girl's ass, honey. Like yes, we can say ass. We can totally say ass. It's fine. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, no, like it's. Oh, that was it's a word. Okay. I, I, my rule is that if it's a body part, you can probably say it. Um, there's maybe one or two we can't say, but you know, ass. I'm like, listen, ass, ass, ass. Now we're just gonna spend the rest of this time saying the word ass. Welcome to the ass podcast. Welcome to the Star Ass Podcast, uh, featuring Joe. Mc- <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, well, we only say ass when we want to talk about Tyler. Uh, we're not in the right podcast for the ass talk, so we can move on to these kids and their issues and how they beat up Pat. Like, and how very dare they touch Pat Dugan? Like, nothing that has happened in this show has made me angrier than these kids daring to beat up Pat Dugan. And then poor Pat was like, I'm not going to hit a kid. You could have wanted to hit the kid if you wanted to, Pat. And Stripe, I know. R.I.P. Stripe. Oh, 
guess. I mean, uh, the best part Strum's always had, but uh, and I assume Strum can be uh, put back together. Though at this point, nothing is working. Like the episode ends. I'm kind of shocked we're getting episode seven the week after because the episode ends in such a dark place. Um, it feels like a, maybe a mid-season sort of cliffhanger kind of thing, and I thought they were going to make us wait a few episodes because everything looks really bad at the end of the episode. The staff isn't working. Well, Stripe is gone. Like, everything feels heavy. Um, mm-hmm. And then we're getting an episode the week after. I'm shocked. I mean, I know that I've been saying on social media a lot like, leading up to this that uh, this is probably one of the finest DC TV episodes of all time because, yes, there's a lot of darkness going on here, but I think that's what makes it so good because what makes me love... I love one of the aspects I love about superhero shows is when the heroes like ultimately just like there's no victory, there's no victory by this end, end of this episode, you know. And I love that because that it pushes them, it challenges them, and you know, Eclipse. So like they, it was, it was very. And again, I I will try and stop bringing a fight, but like this was the peril that I made to. There's an episode season two called Ender Zoom where Zoom. He, literally humiliates the Flash in front of the entire city and then cripples him. Like, he goes on live television and and dangles Barry's body in the air like, this is your hero, this is your protector, you all are fools. And then it's, you know, the hero just completely lose, and that's what happens here. And that's... Also, can we talk about all the amazing action scenes? Like, that cafeteria scene, I'm like, listen... My high school experience is way boring now because I'm like I never you know food fight, go go take a go go take a hike. This is the kind of school high school cafeteria fight I want to be in. But it was also really well choreographed, like yeah. visually, it was a great fight scene. It was a really long fight scene. Like you gotta take into account how much choreographing goes into such a long fight scene because everyone's doing something even in the background. Um, and how long it must have taken them to film. Um, there wasn't that much talking going on. It was just fighting, fighting, fighting for a long time. Um, and despite the fact that we got to the point we knew we were going to get, like everyone knew we were going to have a, a fight between the young ISA and the and the JSA. Like even when they, uh, the after Pat gets his ass kicked, um, they get there. Rick's like, this is Cindy, right? We all know it's Cindy. And we're like, how do you know it's Cindy, Rick? Like, no, no, and he's basically like, I know it in my heart. And he's right. It is Cindy who's like, thinks the diamond is her best friend and that doesn't go well. Um, but can we talk about how I was actually for a good five minutes rooting for Lachey? I was like, go, Shay, go, go. <laughs> I love him so much. I was literally like, you know what? Good on you, Barbara, because I thought that was going to backfire on her. And it still might at some point um, if they, like, it was like, the best call she could make. She literally saved everyone by calling the shade. That's true. And I like that, you know, the way that the shade kind of throws shade on Eclipso is really fun. <laughs> Because him being like, you're pathetic, feasting on the souls of children. I was like, yes, Shade, you tear that eclipse, so a new one. Of course, that didn't last very long because then the Shade got stabbed and then disappears. But, you know, 
I think we're going to see the shade again. We know that it's very hard to kill him. There's no way that he's gone. We know that in the comics, he comes back most of the time. So I think we're good to see Mr. Shade again. Um, but if we're going back, going back to that fight scene, I really want to call out those like things that the shots that they did of them, like, striking similar poses and then it like goes to like the other like hero who's like in that same pose and then the fight continues i thought that was so well done i can't remember anything similar that i've seen recently at least and i think it's very like symbolic of how cohesive the kids are as a team and how they just kind of like work off of one another saving each other doesn't rick save beth from an arrow Right, yeah, and then and it happens so seamlessly that they you can see, um, you gotta like I've watched the, the scene a couple of times, but you gotta watch it three or four or five times to get like the little moments that happen between them and how they are all in their fight, but they're also focused on what the team is doing and how they can help in, in any particular moment to their teammates, and that's good, they work really well as a team, which is. Considering how they started, it's a really good thing to see. And I think it's a testament to the work they put on working together, training together. So, like, Pat might feel like without Stripe, he really can't help. But he probably got the kids here. Yeah, it was. it's Pat's encouragement that really, like, gave them their, like, inner powers, you know? They empowered them. Like the only good parents in Blue Valley strike again because when Barbara, like uh, Andy mentioned earlier, that she tells Courtney uh, to go kick Cindy's ass, but she also says, Go get your brother about Mike. And I was like, I need a moment here. Go get your brother. God. Well, I guess we have to talk about how we were kind of wrong because we thought this whole time Cindy was recruiting Mike to be evil. And it turns out he's just bait. Or do we think that Mike can still go bad? What do you think, Lizzie or Andy? I wanna. I can let Andy talk first, just in case I'm wrong. I can piggyback off him. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, now I feel like it's like I have to think carefully now because I like if I say wrong, then I don't know this became like a competition somehow. And no, I. Mike has been in a very interesting position this season where, like, I keep wondering, like, because I think, like, one of these kids, like, if it's, whether it's Cameron or if it's Mike or, you know, whoever, I think one of them is going to go dark. And Mike, I keep thinking, like, well, yeah, he's feeling very lonely. I, that's why I love that Thunderbolt episode. Uh, so much fun. Uh, but although, Stargirl, where is Jakeem at? Give us some Jakeem. Where is he? Where's where's Jade? Jenny, whatever you want to call it. Where's where are Green Lantern at? And uh, so you know, we gotta gotta see them. But uh, no, I think he will be toying with it. But if they like based on how this episode ends, where he's like, No, I want to build my own stripe. I you know, like you know, I need to you know, you need to do more with me that than just what you're already doing. So I think they're gonna toy a little toy around that a little bit. So uh Lizzie, what's yeah, your I'm not going to disagree with Andy completely. I actually think that if they were going to do that with Mike, it would have happened now. And I think Mike was very, very clear with Cindy. He was like, me? Join you? And then she was like, I even, I, 
he was so clear that to that point I was like, is Cindy really not trying to recruit him? Did she just like back down because he was like, what me? You're crazy. Um, I still need answers about Mike's mom. Like I think that was a weird thing to bring up if there wasn't a reason to bring her up. Uh, like because we hadn't really seen, we didn't need her to be there unless it's tied to Starman somehow, and then that'll be weird. And I don't want him to be Starman anyway, so we're gonna forget about him for now. But I actually think that the setup of the first six episodes points to it being Cameron, which is something we didn't want. Cameron already said no. Cameron already showed her, her that he's got powers, that he's not figuring out. Cameron knows too little about everything that's going on. Cameron keeps um, looking like a sweet boy and doing the right things. And also, Cameron went and got Jack. So he's probably going to be in a suit at some point in the season because you don't go get Jack if you're not like, it looks like you're. Well, you uh, do when you go from DC Universe to CW. Right, but why do you? Because you know that you're probably going to be in spandex at some point. That's why they do it. Uh, so I think I think it's 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 going to be Cameron. Like I think Artemis was set up as someone who like will probably play the anti-hero more or come back to the light, whatever. Um, but I think Cameron is going to be. It, it's actually they've actually done a good job of it because if he'd gone. Uh, evil right at the beginning of the season or even last season it would have hurt much less because we see less of him and there wasn't that much of him in courtney now if that decision comes it's gonna hurt more because you're gonna be like courtney you just kiss the boy if you kiss the boy maybe we wouldn't be here i mean which is silly courtney's not responsible for uh cameron's choices at all obviously as a joke uh, right. but but I, I i do think it's gonna be cameron and it hurts me because I just want to like hug him and just like tell him that his dad was evil and does not deserve a mural. We're gonna yeah, have some bad guys on. Oh, sorry, sorry, gone. I was gonna say we do need some some bad guys on the show. Uh, you know, not everyone can. Otherwise, who are they gonna fight? So you know, and and Calypso. What do you mean? Who they're gonna fight? Uh, oh, I mean, he's gonna go away at some point after this season. You know, we got you know because. <laughs> I see Cameron and you know, or I, aka Icicle Junior, as like you know one of the villains of the rest of the series, because you know think about you know he he lost his mom at a young age, he lost his father who he didn't know much about you know on this other side of his life, and now he has his girl that he's mad in love with. Like, it's all like it's a culmination at some point that has to happen, right? So I'm just saying you know we gotta have some baddies you know and uh, you know imagine I mean this is. Don't they're gonna kill me for saying this, but imagine like the moment where Courtney finally kisses Cam and suddenly it starts to get very chilly and his eyes turns cold because his heart has given up on her. Right, that's probably gonna happen. I mean, I'm not saying he's not going to be evil. He's probably a season three bad. Like, Andy's like, everyone's going to turn evil right away. We have a clip so to worry about. Big problem. We don't need Cameron as an added distraction. And, like, whatever. He can have his teenage angst drama of maybe turning evil for the rest of the season. And we will worry about him in season three. Because um, Eclipso is, like, a very big problem. Like, let's not underestimate him. Uh, he got rid of everyone he wanted. Um, he didn't seem to want 
to get rid of the JSA right away. He was like, yeah, I'll be back, or maybe I won't. You guys are not important enough. Um, he didn't even seem to me like he wanted to do what he did to Cindy till she got back. And he was like, you know what, little girl? Um, which, don't hold Cindy a little girl. But it's just, there was this vibe about Eclipso. Um, and then the, the part of the end when he turns back into the, the king, it was like, oh, God. Oh, I don't like Karen, please take me away. Yeah, is there anything scarier than, like, an evil child? Laughing. Yeah, laughing. In the middle of the night. Hmm. Wanted no, thank you. Do we want to talk about Eclipso for a second? Because we finally got the reveal of what like the full Eclipso looks like. You can't tell right now, but I'm voguing around my face. Um, Vogue. And I thought it was actually like a really good interpretation of what he looks like in the comics, but like make it scary. Because in the comics, he does have that like cute little bonnet that he wears. And he has a cute little bonnet in this version, <laughs> but he still looks scary. Do you guys agree? Right. Not as cute. Um, he, I, but I was a little concerned, just like with Force Master, because maybe cute is the word that we use for Eclipse on the comics. And I didn't want him to be cute. Um, the, the vibe of the season wasn't like cute Eclipse. So. Um, and he isn't. He, like Andy said, he's downright scared. Especially in the transformation back to kid. So, no. I'm running away now. I just, why are they going for scary? Scary is my least favorite thing. I want to be scared as I watch Star Girl. I'm sure they could do this at 8 p.m. because like, there was, you know, stabbing a teenager and there was, you know, all, I mean, again, it was one of the darkest episodes of the series. And, you know, again, like, Again, I think it's like, yeah, you, I think, Lizzie, you said this before. This was this felt very much like a mid-season finale. Like, you know, we're about to go on Christmas break. And, like, you know, we're ha- we faced out with a big bat. And then, you know, we have to wait for several weeks. And, thankfully, we don't have to do that. Because I don't want to wait. Like, can you imagine if we had to go and wait till next year to get the second half of the season? You oh know, that's God. that's not okay. So I like that they're doing, you know, it seems that they're going to do 13 episodes, like, all the way, way through to until November because the November Flash and Riverdale comes back, so uh, I I don't mind I don't mind doing this and to <laughs> not to throw shade <laughs> at some other shows, but I'm glad that the CW is finally taking advantage of Nick Terabay this time because he was had the boomerang on Arrow and you know who's a Flash villain and Arrow decided to just kill him off after you know two episodes and I'm like. Oh, great. Wonderful. And then they cast on this show. I'm like, listen, they're taking advantage of him. And that makeup is, I mean, it's gross, but it's gross awesome. Because, like, Eclipse, like, I never thought Eclipso would be a villain we would see on the small screen. Like, whether it's on HBO Max or even the CW, I feel like Eclipse is like someone we're going to see, like, in the movies or something. So that was, you know, it's a, and they build up to him really, really well. They did. Um, I, I want to take a moment to speculate because we do know we're getting the Flash, um, the Jake Aaron version, uh, in a couple of episodes. Like when the season started, it felt like that was a long way off. It's not anymore. And 
it's likely going to have something to do with Eclipse. Uh, episode 7 seems to be Yolanda focus. So I assume we're not going to go into the Eclipse of it all or like kind of deal with it till at least 8. Um, why do you think, why are like, because I assume the idea is sort of introduce a possibility of um, Stargirl being in crossovers, which I don't trust must like of of the other shows, who would I trust with Stargirl? Probably none of them. That not that I get to choose. Uh, I think you should trust Flash. Eric Wallace. He I don't trust character. Flash with anything, Andy. Like well, you we, have, we, we, we have a new show running around. He's pretty good. I don't know. I don't trust like it's I've been hurt before by the Flash. So um And Stargirls are baby. Stargirls are baby. They're all our babies. Right? Like, I, I honestly, like, it's not because that's my other podcast, but, like, I would love Courtney and, and Jonathan on Superman Lois. I already said it on Superman Lois podcast, but I want everyone to have some time with Jonathan Kent. What can I say? Like, everyone can vibe with him. Uh, but I don't know. They're trying to introduce a possibility for Stargirl to do crossovers. Um, I assume first by bringing people in. How do you think Jay Garrick plays into Eclipse on what's coming? Like, we don't have that long to go. Why? What's going on? Is it a flashback uh, that turns into something in the present? Is it, are we getting more of the original JSA? Is a Starman coming? Whatever fake Starman, whoever he is. Yeah, I guess I said this earlier that, like, I thought they were bringing in Flash just to give the Shade something else to worry about and, like, give him more screen time, too. But then I don't know how that would tie into all the Eclipso stuff. Because we still don't know, like, like, what is this Eclipso's weakness? Is it just bright light or is is there more? Is there another way to defeat him now that he's free from the diamond? He's just going to run around as a little boy and just... In, like chaos ensues like we we won't know for at least another episode right but it feels like we might not know in the next episode like he might be doing it in the in the shadows for like at least that's sort of how these shows work like if if we got a clip in this episode and the next episode we already know from the description is going to focus on yolanda's uh fears and, and trauma which is something they need to go into um maybe we won't know until episode eight uh, and then what? Everything's going to explode. It feels like the, the show's done a lot that they got to pay off. And we're like, hello, you're going to pay it all off in like the last episode? Are we going to survive that? I mean, I think they're saving some things for season three. I think, you know, I don't think every story will be finished by the end of the season. And I'm, I'm okay with that because, you know, it's kind of like falling like you know like you think about it from a teenager teenager's perspective like you know things you know when you're in high school and not you know when you finish your first year not technically you're not really finished with anything because you still have to do you know your next year and your next year and your next year and i think kind of that's the way this show this show works and i don't know what's gonna ha- i don't know anything about episode eight you know episode nine is the only thing i know when jay shows up and you know we've been wondering on the flashback like what what they're doing here and also like because there's some confusion right now about which J. Garrick John was the ship is supposed to play. Because we don't even the, know that. Yeah, because because they've been the way they set it up when it was announced was that 
it is the same Jay Garrick we've seen for the last few seasons of The Flash, but post-crisis, instead of living on Earth-3, he's now always lived on Earth-2. Because on Earth-3, he didn't work with the, you know, he didn't work with a superhero team. He didn't, you know, he was, um, you know, he was the lead, you know, he was the Flash of his world. So, but then on The Flash in this season, they they brought him back, but they said, that, oh, he's been living on Earth Prime this entire time. So I'm wondering, I almost wonder if your, you know, if this Star Wars episode is almost like a prequel to what happens to Jay on the flash in the present like you know oh he was part of the jsa and then he moved earths or something right um, why do all of that how does that advance the star girl plot that's what i don't know and we are still speculating we have no idea no way of knowing for sure um but it it would have to be tied to a clip so if not we're like wasting an episode in what setting up future crossovers i mean i given given that we were supposed to have a flash and star Wars crossover last season I'm happy to, you know, see that this is happening now. And also, like, I know you guys don't trust their show. I get it. It's fine. But at least Brick Bassinger was, wants to be on The Flash. He's like, oh, if I could cross over with anyone, I want to be Grant Gustin, Barry Allen. So, like, you know. Right. Let's... But you've had too many Flash uh, 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 mentions in this podcast. We're cutting you off, Andy. Okay. <laughs> Hi, I'm a flash alcoholic, and I don't know how to control myself. <laughs> We're cutting you off right now. Um, I mean, good for for uh, Brad if she wants to be on the flash. Like, I don't really have a like. I know that's coming. That that will have uh, the the crossovers, and we're just gonna have to deal if if they don't work when they happen. Um, but right now, I just really if if the clues is gonna be the big problem they they are making him out to be, and then. Seven and eight, and like I don't know how you set up seven and eight not dealing with him very directly, and or seven and eight do deal with him directly, and then we take a detour and nine to set up crossovers. And it just doesn't. I feel like they gotta find a way to make it work with Eclipso. I just don't know what it is. Like there's nothing in the comics that's like, oh, this is obvious. Well, I I looked after the episode description for eight, and uh, not not gonna read it specifically if people don't want to be spoiled, but like it does have something to do with a club so but i think they're maybe going through one character like they're going for one character at a time first yolanda and then maybe maybe grundy can we take care of rick so with the grundy problem because the grundy problem is bothering me like the amount of money rick has spent feeding grundy is getting to me and then also it's just the 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 way they presented the flashback made it seem like maybe there's we don't know the full story. Like was Grundy really in control? Like that 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 last time we saw um, the the shot of Rick's parents dying again didn't seem like Grundy wanted to do it. Um, so that's another thing. Like are we ever gonna get? We need to go back to Yolanda's issues for sure. But we also and we touched on bets a lot. But all we've gotten from Rick this season is a lot of growth. Him grow, growling at Cameron. And feeding Grundy. That's it. Um, and he's got big issues to deal with. And that asshole uncle, we have not seen in a while. So, I have a solution. We feed Grundy to uncle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yes. And then okay. Pat can adopt him. Where do I sign? Um, I'm so glad you are guesting on our podcast today, Andy, because just for that comment alone, that is gold. <laughs> oh, thank you. I mean, you know. 
I love Stargirl. <laughs> I love these characters. I love this podcast. You know, like I, you know, if, that's a bonus in it if I can then make something, say something impressive. So, because uh, I rarely do, um, and yet I've been podcasting about that other show for eight years. About that other show, show yeah. title, yeah. you're on a lot of say anymore. Because I mean, you know, there. I'm not ashamed of it. Like, um, I. Yeah. I don't that's, know. Why, that's why you're an alcoholic and we need to cut you off. <laughs> yeah. So, so yes, Rick, uh, we need we need some development with him. And like, if it's about getting rid of his uncle that way, I mean, I'm game. Never liked him anyway. And Pack and adopt him, you know, Rick. Uh... Rick Tyler Dugan. Rick Tyler Dugan. That's a good combination. And now I mean, we can avoid Rick and Courtney ever being a thing. Because I don't like I. Some fool out there the other day on Twitter was like, "When is our man and Stargirl gonna get together?" I'm like, um, "Have you not met Doctor Midnight?" I and do almost little in my mouth. Uh, Rick and Courtney have such a siblings vibe. Yeah, like, like he's totally the big brother. He's totally the big brother. Um, like, if they, they uh, Angie and I are still not convinced they're really going for romance between Rick and that. But that I oh, would like totally to see. Are. They I are. mean, but that we would like to see. We said that we wanted to see it. We spent, we did a deep dive into their iconic history as we I, talked I remember. I remember. We did um, homework. We used to do homework. Right. Right. Um, I mean, there may have been one or two times in my academic career where I got way more, much more, way too much help with my homework, and then just handed it in and still got basic grades. I'm like, okay, fine, that wasn't as good as I hoped. But anyway, you don't need um, to confess these things. Uh, it's because you can't do anything against them. Like, it's been ten years since I graduated high school. What are you gonna do about it? Right, well, I mean, valid point. Um, um, but yeah, I, think yeah. Rick, I think Rick and Beth, like, I would not be shocked if they kiss by the end of the season. I mean, I'd be sharing, I'd be sharing, but I don't know. Like, I mean, maybe if you put them in a really uh, stressful situation, she wanted to call them, like, Rick, where are you? Pick up. There's a lot of stress, so I mean, maybe, but right now, it's just they're going very slow in what they're setting up as romance. There's more setup for. Um, our secret um, favorite chip, uh, Courtney and Yolanda, than there is for Rick and yeah. Beth. Secret. All of the like jealous secret. text messages from last episode. There's definitely more setup for Yolanda and Court. She's like, I feel like Courtney's gonna kiss him. Let's send a million texts right now. So I mean, I'm just saying, it could happen. Uh, I'm kidding, but I love them. I love them. I love their dynamics. But I really love all, all of these kids, and we're getting to the part of the season when they're going to be hurt by Eclipso and other things. And so I'm starting to prepare myself emotionally for the pain. But you know, but you know what the upside is, though? The hurt, the pain, is going to make them even stronger. That's why they've been strong characters this season, because they freaking learn from season one. That's why, again, like, I... Listen... On that other podcast I do, I always we like all four of us always gush about Stargirl, like you know, because it is well written, it has great characters, and it's only doing for an episode, which I think is the right move. I love it; it's a summer show, and and uh, yeah, and I think that's why you know, like this season, like 
Rick, like, you know, Rick is my dude, because, like, he and I, we have some similarities, and the fact that he's growing, that he, you know, again, even though people are creeped out by him feeding Grundy, I'm like, but, oh, but, the, you know, he's he's showing care for another person, not just a freaking car that he was obsessed with for 10 years. So, you know, I'm, I'm just saying that it's gonna hurt, yes, I know Clips is gonna hurt them, and hurt them bad, but... It will make them stronger, and that's why you know whether the, you know if the original Hour Man ever comes back or Star Ass Man or you know any of the original games that comes back. That's why they can't claim their thrones back because these kids will be superior to them because they've learned from the villains they face and so on. I'm gonna call him Star Ass Man. <laughs> we know that, right? Star yeah. Ass Man. And it, may, and it may not be related to the fact that I just I just started doing my community binge again, and you know. Mr. McHale knows how to work at. That's all I'm he gonna does. say. I I don't. I, I wasn't actually saying it in a good way. Like, but um, <laughs> I'm just I'm not very happy with that possibly being Starman. So we're gonna leave it who here. Do you, who, do you, who do you think he is, Dad? Because I want to know. Because I think it, it is him, but I don't think he's gonna come back and just take the staff. I think. Then he's why gonna... is he back? What reason does he have to be around? He's gave well, he's gave Pat. Who wouldn't be? It, it better be Starman from another. Like you think I'm mad just on Courtney's behalf? I'm not on Pat's behalf. If this is Starman and he's been around all this time, and his friend warned him and did all, no, 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 no. We're gonna have words. She's Please so stressed out right now. I love this. For how he treated Pat Dugan, just come at me, come. So no, 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 no. So I kind of hope he's like. This is a crisis thing. He's from another earth or something. Because if this is, these is the dude that was Pat Dugan's friend and just left. It's like, oh, I'm going to take a sabbatical. Forget about everything. Can't forget maybe that. Was, maybe he was trapped. Maybe he no, was. No, 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 no. There are no good excuses, Andy. What if he was being held hostage? Then he should have gotten to Blue Valley way quicker. Like he took a bunch of detours. He should have picked up the phone or something. Like well, well, in the generation, we don't call each other. Right, but he's not this generation. Like he's a little older. You know him. So now he wanted to talk to presumably my mom. So like you telling me she doesn't know how to contact Pat? Because that would be a little weird if she couldn't contact her kid. And if, also, if so. Yeah. Why? Well, like, the thing with the mom bothers me so much. How does, how does, hold on, just thought of something. How does Mike's mom not know who Starman is, though? Like, that's the dude that your man's been running around with for years and years, presumably while y'all were together, right? Because that thing happened 10 years ago when he died. And Mike is how many years old? 15? So uh, she should know who Starman is unless... Somehow Pat was able to keep that really under wraps. How though? He didn't even have a, like a little mask. Like it was like he was right. just so like if, if you're Pat's ex-wife, unless she really hates Pat, if your former best friend who died came to visit me at my work, I would have at least texted. Be right? Like, I mean, I don't know. This is a comic book show. A twenty different things could have been happening from. The weird to the normal, um, she just hates bad and whatever. And I don't know. I don't, I don't like it. 
That, that's all I know. And I don't like the thing with the mom. And I think. Uh, why isn't she calling her kid? Just, hi, Mike. Are, are you alive? Are they I mean, seeing We've seen on the show that a lot of the parents are bad, you know, like, again, like, I don't, I, like, if I had a child, which will, in, on, uh, on, on this godforsaken earth never happen, but if I were to somehow have a child, and I had to give it away, so I, it would be Pat and Barbara, like, there's no other parent, like, Bev's parents, garbage, Yolanda's family, garbage, Rick's uncle, Freedom the Grundy, the ISA, we know their story, and, yeah, so maybe it's just that in this unit on earth, too, there are no good parents other than Luke Wilson. Uh, I mean, Patrick. <laughs> I love, I love Luke Wilson so much. We all do. It's fine, but like, it, it, she left Mike with Pat by himself for long before Pat met Barbara. So, like, there's gonna be a story there. Otherwise, why was she there? And like Angie said, why didn't she know Starman? Like, they were doing nothing to hide their identity, which is another thing. Someone needs to discuss with them because I'm pretty sure at this point that everyone on that Blue Valley knows who the JSA is and they just like collectively decide to turn away. It's like, oh, the kids are there. Like, let's pretend that we're not seeing them. I don't know why it's so funny seeing you so stressed out when we're talking about Starman. Like, there's a moment, like, there, like, I know this is not a video podcast, but like, there's a GIF moment of Liz that I'm just keeping my head, like, where she's just shaking up, like, I, who is he? We can't trust her. <laughs> I don't. I've been. This has been the the thing I've been saying for uh, six episodes now. Now, wait, and I said it in the season finale last year too. So, um, I, I still abide by that. I don't think he can be trusted. And, but yeah, we don't have to keep speculating because the thing is, we don't know, and, and we will probably find out more. And then the next episode we are gonna see is about my baby Yolanda. So, um, I'm gonna enjoy that either way. I'm excited for that one. I'm like, I'm, I'm excited for, again, this show, like, it's like, I cannot miss it. I have to watch it. And it's, you know, uh, also Artemis was hilarious in this episode with all her, like, you know, like, punk moments in the fight. Like, she was like, yeah, Rick, I beat you. And then he kicks her back. And then, yeah, and like, <laughs> Jock one, nerd zero. I love how petty she is. That's the way she's supposed to be. She, she she's cute and she is fun and I hope we get to keep her with the good guys. That's all. I co-signed that. Same. Are we done? I think we are. Have, I think we've talked about everything that I made notes on. Me too on my notes that now I now take because oh Andy has turned me into a different person. It's beautiful. So. Growth. Um, oh, what do we think? What what do we think happened to uh, uh, Cindy? Is she dead or is she in, like in a eclipse dimension? Cindy? Like you had a, a a moment earlier in the episode where you said Isaac couldn't be dead, and you think they killed Cindy? Isaac is nothing. Isaac is nothing compared to Cindy Berman. She's That's alive somewhere. Not She's questioning that. I feel very attacked right now, but <laughs> I'm kidding. But I mean, like, you defended the possibility of Isaac. No one cares about Isaac being alive. And then Cindy Berman, like, it would well, be- the he's a dope villain. And, you know, if they just spend some time developing him, who knows what he could be. And also, listen, he's that's the violin is great, great, I want it. Right, he's just a violin, but he's not, he's a more interesting concept on the show than reality. Cindy Berman is just fun. 
Like she's yeah. a funny, campy villain. And she will be bad because there's no way you waste a character like her and a performance like the one we've been getting. So I'm sure she'll be back. Yeah, Isaac is just creepy. Like you don't you don't really need to it doesn't take long to fill that void, but the void left by Cindy Burnham, that that's that's huge. You you want to keep her around. Yep. Okay, well, if that's it, you can visit stargirlpodcast.com for all the latest news about the Stargirl show. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Stargirl Podcast as well. Subscribe to Stargirl Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. And while you're on Apple Podcasts, hit us up with some five-star reviews. Don't forget that we're part of the DC TV Podcast Network. We're podcasts for all the DC shows at dctvpodcast.com. Follow the network on social media at DCTV Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Last but not least, subscribe to our mega feed on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. DCTV Podcast also has its own tea public store, so if you're interested in DCTV-related merch, click on the link in the show notes and get some awesome gear as it supports the network so we can continue to make these podcasts. And finally, if you have any questions or thoughts about Stargirl, email us at stargirlpodcast at gmail.com. We will be doing a special episode with all your comments. We haven't forgotten. We promise. See you next time. Bye. Bye.